welcome to New Mexico Castaways. I'm Rosalinda Roman, and I am sitting on the quiet helm deck of the Dawn Treader in Highborn Key, Marine, not Marina, Highborn Key, at the anchorage. Um, I'm sitting beside my trusty morning companion, Nala, and it is beautiful and quiet, so quiet. I can hear the waves lapping uh, against the shore, not too far off in the distance. And other than that, it's just a little breeze and it's peaceful. If you are new to my channel, uh, uh, let me introduce myself. I'm Rosalinda Roman and I live on this boat with my three kids, my husband and our now nanny, uh, Miss Lauren. So uh, the boat is a Lagoon 450 catamaran, which means it has two sides. Um, the port side has two and a half bedrooms, really. We converted a forward hold into a third bedroom. So we have three bedrooms on the port side with two bathrooms and one bedroom on the starboard side with one bathroom. That's the master suite. And everybody is sleeping. In fact, Nala is sleeping next to me, even. So it's nice and quiet. It was not quiet last night. Oh my gosh. Every single bit of every part of this crew, except for my husband, it seemed. Well, even, yeah, even Miss Lauren. They were in a loud, silly mood, um, which, you know, is good and bad. We were exhausted. And, um, at dinner, everybody wanted to be very, very loud, so um, that made it kind of a um, more challenging when you're in tight spaces. Um, you have to try to be patient and respect each other's, uh, you know, needs, and and uh, one of them is being aware of the noise you make. <laughs> but um, anyway, I wanted to describe the anchorage for you on this beautiful morning. About 15 minutes ago, it was pitch black out. There was no moon, and uh, you could just see these lights casting a little glow on the water. And those are the anchor lights from the other boats in the harbor. There's um, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And about ten sailboats, maybe five small uh, motorboats, um, and then two, like three massive big uh, yachts in the distance. Um, and it, it's just beautiful, peaceful. Lots of uh, boats here because it's a pretty um, nice anchorage. What is nice for us is the anchorage is secure but we can anchor relatively close to shore in a place where I feel comfortable with the kids um, swimming and paddling around. Uh, the girls got a, each got a paddleboard for Hanukkah, and so they uh, have been putting those to good use, paddling to shore and snorkeling and looking for sand dollars, which they find a plenty here. We're actually just north of the land and sea park here in Exuma in the Bahamas, and that's an area that you're not allowed to take anything, uh, not a shell, not a rock, not a stick, 
and you can get fined $500 if you do. So um, we obviously we are very careful about that. and not to, we, we actually almost didn't go there last year because we thought, what if one of the kids actually, you know, picks up something or uh, the dog picks up something? But uh, we ended up going to it, and it was beautiful. And I definitely can see the value in having that place because it's, it keeps everything, the sea life, abundant. And, um, you know, there are so many places that you go, and there's just nothing. Um, that, you know, everything's been fished and farmed out. Uh, all the conch has been gotten and everything taken. So uh, I can definitely see the value in that. Another thing we like about this anchorage is we're right in front of the BTC Tower. BTC is the Bahamian Telecommunication Company or something like that. And the, we had to get some cell service or some internet service because my daughter Ahava was trying to finish up her semester for Florida Virtual School. She has been working nonstop. She, uh, yesterday, everybody did water sports and she stayed on the boat working the whole day and into the night. But she had a, a phone meeting with her teacher in math and she had email communication with her English arts teacher um, and she, on the math, they call it a DBA, which is like a, I forget what it stands for, but it's basically when you check in with your teacher and they test you on what, you've, what you're working on. And she got 100%, so she was very excited about that. Um, she's really an impressive young lady. She is not only doing this schoolwork basically on her own, although now with Miss Lauren on board, she's got at least someone who helps her more. Um, and, and she's been a really great asset. We love having Miss Lauren on board. Um, but anyway, she also is studying for her bat mitzvah, which is less than a month from now and it's going to be in Puerto Rico. And she's basically doing that completely on her own. The rabbi sent her some MP3s of his voice um, ch you know, chanting the, the prayers in Hebrew. But that's it. She's on her own besides that. And so she's been um, a little bit, a lot nervous about that and about getting her schoolwork done. So at least we're trying to get that handled and that's why we came to this anchorage. Uh, we made a really good time. We left the Abacos, um, I guess it was Monday, and today is Friday. So we went from Hopetown, leaving Hopetown Monday, and we went down to an anchorage that night. Then, when, And that's, that. we're right around um, Christmas. It's December 22nd, as I'm recording this. And we left Hopetown, um, 17, 18, 19, I don't know. Anyway, Monday. We anchored out at a place called Iron Key, and it was beautiful, and I slept part of the night under the stars that night. Then we went out to sea, to the Atlantic Ocean, and crossed from the Atticos to Eleuthera, and we got there before sunfall, before sundown, and so we anchored at an island there called uh, Leo entered Eleuthera at Egg Island at the, uh, I think it's the Egg Cut or something like that. I don't know why it's called Egg. But anyway, then right beside it is Royal Island and we anchored off of there for the night, uh, that night. 
so that would have been Tuesday night. Then we went across, um, I think it's Salusha Sound, or I forget what they call that body of water, but basically went south from the northern part of Alusha down to the midsection or southern midsection called Rock Sound, and that was a full day sail, um, motor sail really. We came into Rock Sound, and as we approached Rock Sound, there was a boat that um, called us on the radio, and they had a, a little girl on board. I think they said she was eight. And we, uh, we had hoped to connect with them, but they ended up going, uh, they were not on their boat in the morning when we thought we were going to connect with them. So we ended up uh, leaving. We spent the night that night, so that was Wednesday night. Um, and so Wednesday during the day, we crossed again the ocean and came to the sea of, I mean, to the, um, to, I think it's called Highborn Cut and came into Highborn. So that was Wednesday and we anchored here Wednesday night and then last night, which was Thursday night. So we stayed here. This is the longest we've stayed anywhere since we left Hopetown. Uh, which worked out really well because we were able to call the rabbi. We were able to make some phone calls. Ahava called um, my um, my husband's cousin Natalie, who you may have remembered from past episodes. She was always uh, she and I have worked together on projects um, like she has a, a business called My Habit Upgrade, and so we used to do blab live uh, interviews and. Uh, we just dabbled in tech together. She's one of my favorite people. And now she's helping Ahava with her botanist studying. Somebody. Now I just sat straight up because somebody's awake. And it's my husband making coffee. Wouldn't that be delightful? Um, anyway, the sun is starting to uh, cast some light into the sky so the darkness is not there anymore, but when it was dark now about a half hour ago, it was supposed to, there was supposed to be the Ursid meteor shower peaking at that time around five, well, five o'clock in the morning. Um, I saw one shooting star, and that was it. Uh, the other day, I don't know, maybe, yeah, it was at, um, was it at Iron Key or somewhere else? I can't remember. Maybe Alufra. Uh, there was a massive meteor shower called Geminids, or Geminids, I never know how to pronounce that. Um, but that one had dozens and dozens of shooting stars. And uh, Hava and I went out and were lying down on deck watching it, and it was beautiful. So that was pretty cool. Oh, yes, listen. Can you hear? That's the sound of coffee grinding. And it's fantastic. Nathan is uh, grinding the coffee, and he always does that. He has whole beans and uh, then grinds it so it's fresh in the morning. And it is the most glorious thing. I, I'm, I get up early uh, to try to do my work. And lately I haven't been. I've been just getting up at the same time that everybody else is. Um, but I'm trying today is my first day getting up again at 5 so I can have some quiet time before everyone gets up. And that is really in large part because of how loud it was last night. I just decided I, I really can't 
uh, start my day with so much noise um, and, and, and end the day with so much noise. So I decided tonight, today's the day, I'm going to get up and try to have some uh, quiet time before the, before the family gets up and, and gets moving. Because it is, you know, people ask me all the time, you know, how do you do it? How do you live on a boat? It's, it's got to feel like there's no space and it's, it's such tight quarters. And that is true, but normally we get along and, and it's fine. And it's a pretty sizable boat for us. It's not a monohull where um, you'd all be in one line, basically. Here I can go to the starboard side or the port side and get, oh, excuse me, oh, get a little bit of a break. Um, but um, just sometimes it does add up, and, and when the kids all decide to escalate at the same time, it certainly can be um, a little bit uh, overwhelming. So that's when I decided I can't, because I was, I, yesterday, I was really struggling with Ziva. Um, you know, having two preteens in the house um, can be a challenge. Uh, you know, having any of us, all of us are big personalities, so any of us can be a challenge. But for some reason, Ziva in particular has decided that she really is kind of angry at me, at the world, I don't know. But I feel it. I, I tend to be very uh, empathic, if you will. Um, I, I feel people's energy and emotion. And I'm, I'm, maybe it's because of my hearing issues. Um, because I have uh, had a double stadiodectomy, um, and I don't hear like most people. But um, I think maybe partially because of that, I very much pay attention to people's body language. And Ziva's body language has been very like closing off and shutting down, and and basically, you know, just not wanting to let me in. Nathan said it's been that way with him too, but he doesn't take it personally. And I wish I could do that, and I do try to work on not taking it personally. But, um, you know, after being so connected to a person for their whole lives, you know, I mean, since they were born, uh, being so physically connected to these children, it's very hard to then just shut that off and not be keenly aware of their needs and their moods and their um, feelings. And so, you know, I've been trying to um, communicate with her, and she just has been shutting me down, shutting me down, shutting me down. So, you know, I'm trying really hard to find what the right balance is to, between um, letting her have her space and not um, over-pushing, um, but also not leaving it, you know, leaving bad energy hanging in the air that then affects all of us because she tends to lash out and take it out on her little brother or whatever. So, you know, that's one factor that has been making it harder. Um, the other factor that's been a major uh, challenge is that Nathan hurt his back about five days ago. I'm not sure exactly how he hurt it. It was either um, by, uh, I was thinking from pulling the, the the starter pull of the dinghy because dinghies are uh, this one in particular 
is stubborn and you have to really crank it and you have to kind of you know pull the pull cord across your body and it's very challenging um and so i thought he either pulled it out there he thinks it was from throwing uh, the kids into the surf like you know into the ocean in uh hopetown whatever the case however he did it it has been a real problem it's been he's been very uncomfortable i mean in agony uncomfortable every day pretty much all day the only relief he's gotten was uh, from swimming and because of that we're trying to figure out what the next course of action is going to be um he just he doesn't have um you know he can't function and he can't enjoy this the way that i was hoping and any all of us were hoping we finally you know he's finally off he's finally got some time off uh he took 3 weeks off which he's never done i don't remember him ever doing in the time we've been together in 21 years taking 3 full weeks off like this and um he and then he promptly hurt himself so um it's very frustrating because now we're already trying we've already been struggling trying to figure out where we're going to go and how we're going to go and if we're going to go and cross and go to Puerto Rico because that is a massive um you know it's a it's a major trip it's you have to cross the ocean for days without seeing shore for days um it may be 3 days it may be 9 days i i we just can't figure it out based on other people's accounts so because of that we are really struggling um to we were already struggling to figure out where we were going to go and whether we were just going to sail like down to Georgetown and then try to fly to Puerto Rico uh because we we have her botnitsa there like i said on uh, January 20th in Puerto Rico um we want to sail there ahava miss lauren and myself definitely want to sail there nathan was not convinced he he's worried about something happening um along the way and um yeah so it was already an issue and we were already been struggling with that and now with his hurt back i feel like maybe the whole thing's going to be derailed and it's just you know the nail in the coffin for our hopes to to go to Puerto Rico by our in our home in our boat now a big part of why i want to go to Puerto Rico in our boat is i mean just a for the experience it's something that i've never done and i think that it would be a valuable experience to do um as a family yes i worry about safety and that's obviously my number one concern but i also want to um not live our lives fearfully um and a big big part of Puerto the Puerto Rico factor is that i my father is from Puerto Rico and long before hurricane maria decimated the island um i i always wanted my family to have a connection to the island and to my family there and so i um you know i pushed for that and we picked Puerto Rico as the location for her botnitsa because of that because I really I wanted them to I want to go there and be there and spend time there and have maybe have the kids at le- either go to school there or at the very least play sports there um 
you know, so that they learn a little bit about the culture and and spend and at least spend weekends with my family up in in Lattice and you know just really having that that unique experience that I remember so fondly um, when I was little. My dad worked for Eastern Airlines, and so we we used to always go to Puerto Rico and spend summers and um, you know some some Christmases with in my with my family in Puerto Rico with my abuela, my abuelo, my aunts and uncles, tios and tias, and um, I just I have such happy memories of that place, and I would really like my family to my kids in particular, certainly my husband, but my my kids in particular to have you know a, a real connection, a tangible connection to the island. Uh, we'll get that by flying in too, but. I don't know that we'll have that same experience that I'm hoping for. And there is my sweetheart with coffee. Yay. Are you staying or going back down? Okay, I'll move this stuff so you can sit. Nala ate her life vest. I found her naked and found the life vest on the floor. She chewed it. She chewed through the part around her chest. So, yep, sounds like Nala. What? Right, exactly. She, Nathan said she risked her life from that this point on because uh, she has this really great life vest. Let me look at it so I can tell you which brand it is because it's really cool, awesome life vest. It says EZY, Easy Dog, Easy Y Dog um, is the brand. And it is a fantastic life vest. And she truly chewed through the chest strap. Um, I think I can sew it. Um, it's got enough. She, I don't know what part she, she just chewed the part that connects to the vest. So I think I can get creative and actually still make it um, salvageable. So hopefully, because it's actually a really special vest. It came from some friends we met. Actually, we were here when they gave it to us, if I remember correctly. Uh, sometime this time, around this time last year. I think we came through a little later than this um, through here. But uh, yeah, they uh, Troubadour was a boat we met in Rock Sound. And then we saw them again here. They had had uh, one of their beloved dogs um, who had passed away, and they said they still had the life vest on board. And we had had a cheap life vest for, not cheap, I shouldn't say cheap, but we had a West Marine life vest for her before that, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't hardy enough. She's a German shepherd, so, um, you know, she needed something a little bit more substantial, and, and this family... They, this couple gave us uh, their dog's life vest, and Nala has put it to good use for the entire year since. Uh, so that was very sweet. And, you know, that, tell, that reminds me of something that I... And talking about the Puerto Rico thing and why, you know, I, I always ask myself, why, do I, why am I pushing so much for this? And um, the, the sailing experience itself, besides the cultural experience of going to Puerto Rico and what I hope to have um, that experience once we get there, you know, there's, there's a real blessing for, um, with this 
cruising community. Oh, Nathan just turned on the navigation. You'll hear it in a second. I think you'll hear it. No, maybe not. Oh, but now I can see the instruments. It says our um, we're facing 15 degrees. I don't know what that means exactly. I guess the direction from north. Um, the depth is 13.2 feet, and we're going zero knots. Let me move this stuff. Are you going to look at the charts? I think that would be a good idea, too. Let me just move this. I'm going to pause, and uh, I'll back in in a minute. Anyway, so I'm sitting here with Nathan. I don't know if you guys were able to hear him say good morning. Good morning. And he is looking at the Raymarine charts, and uh, it's we're basically trying to figure out where we're going to go next. We are anchored off of Highborn Key, and there's a bunch of different keys we can stop at along the way. One of them that we're looking at is uh, Shroud Key, and Shroud Key is just the um, it's the land and sea park that I was talking about earlier. Um, so we may stay th- go there, but I don't think we'll stay there. How close is that? That's close. Yeah, I don't I don't want to spend the night there. I want to get further south because Ahava. Um, last year when we were in Georgetown and the kids went to the little local uh, Georgetown primary school, Ahava made a dear, dear friend, Samala, who she has kept somewhat in touch with. We're not the greatest at keeping in touch uh, in general, but uh, her mom, Felicia, and I have been communicating. And she told me Samala's one, um, she said the only thing she wants for Christmas is to see Ahava which, of course, makes me want to cry. Um, and Ahava's been working so hard with her bat mitzvah and her school. You know, I just really, would, I would like to push to make that happen. So um, there are some wonderful, beautiful places between here and there that maybe we can have. Like, we would definitely want to dive the mermaid or snorkel the mermaid, um, which is a, a sculpture underwater that's just really cool. Um, but that's further south from here. And we can stop at the, um, oh, you're looking at the cut now, Little Major Spot. That's by Staniel Key. That's by Mermaid. Isn't that Mermaid? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, maybe. I think so. Mush, is Musha Key right up there? There's Fowl Key. Uh, Stan, no, that's Staniel Key. Um, the Mermaid is, I, I think it's further south, yeah. So we may get to, how far is it to there? Because that's Daniel Key area. Daniel Key has a really cool um, underwater grotto that you dive under and into, and it's really, really cool. Um, this is Daniel yeah. Oh, you do have the way, the route already in there. Well, it's not accurate though. Why? Because because everything's changed. Yeah. That's crazy. Look at that. So, so what Nathan's saying is, it's the route that we took last year. Um, I think it was, what, March last year. Um, the It is completely changed because we're looking at our route on the chart and it goes right over the the rocks now. And that's because everything shifts. Everything change, changes. So you have to change your chart and I mean, your route. Well, you have to update. Your, that's why you always have to have updated um, charts, number one. And number two, um, 
you uh, have to update your route. Um, the other reason we're pushing to get to Georgetown is because Nathan, now he just woke up and I asked him how your back is and he said no change. So, um, you know, A, there is a hospital there, which he may or may not get checked by. Medical miles, you know, so 50, 45 medical miles. From here, from here to Staniel? Yeah, to where I'm Okay. That seems reasonable for a day, right? Yeah. And if we stopped at all at um, Shroud Key to go to the Land and Sea Park, then that would be basically the whole day. Like maybe go there and swim yeah. or not. I mean, I don't know if it's... Remember we, there was that place we went up with the dinghy? Yeah. And we got to the other side? Yeah. That was pretty cool. And there's some place called like the Bubbles or something that our friends tell us we should go to. That may be the thing we do. Well, I don't know where that is. You gotta find out. I know. I gotta find out. All right, I got work to do, so I'm gonna let you all go. Uh, thanks for listening to New Mexico Castaways. If you are interested in following our adventures with video and photos, um, you can go to uh, my Facebook page, New Mexico Cast, and there will be a, um, a sign up button. And that will take you to, you basically give me your email address and I'll um, sign you up for the private Facebook group and also to get um, access to our private um, Google Photos album where I put more of the videos and photos from behind the scenes. So uh, I hope you'll join us as a part of our New Mexico Castaways crew. Thanks again for listening. I'm Rosalinda Roman and this is New Mexico Castaways. Bye.